Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler. Welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. And for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, the published podcast is a problem with the live stream server. So if you tuned in and didn't hear us, I apologize, apologize for that. But we've got the podcast here. We are definitely recording and ready to go. Hey, um, so much to talk about. We've got a fantastic show tonight. Our guest will be the wonderful Zachary Gollinger and our co-host, returning co-host, actor, uh, potter, and so much more, dancer, entertainer. He's the real deal. Good friend, Travis Burnett. Hey, on Facebook, we're at Conversations the Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E. And, of course, on Instagram, we're at Conversations Radio. Hey, drop us a line. We have email at conversationspod at gmail.com. A warm day here in Southern California. Great show tonight. Again, I want to thank our co-host here. Travis Burnett's been on here before. Many times, uh, you know him from shows like uh, The Connors, Dispatches from Elsewhere, where he played the, the boy, the clown boy, as well as our recent episode of Young Sheldon. And he's also been known to play Claude on Diary of a Future President. Amazing, amazing actor from Southern California, making his way. And he's got a very interesting hobby as well. We'll talk about that too. Want to say hi to, from Los Angeles, Travis Burdett. Hey, Travis. Hello. Welcome back. How are you, sir? I've been good. How have you been? Hey, you know, doing well. Doing well. Episode 148 here, and now we got a lot going on. I've been traveling a lot and doing that. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you were able to uh, join us tonight to uh, co-host on this wonderful podcast. So tell us what's going on, sir. Well, um... A whole lot of pottery. That's the ho- that's the hobby. Giving it away now. Um, been doing that for like a year and maybe a half, maybe a little okay. over a year and a half. I mean, your and, your main gig is you're an actor. So yes, yeah. I I sort of during COVID led me to discover pottery and want to do pottery. So fueled so, that. So were you really good when you started, or right at the beginning, or did you <laughs> uh, no? I was very bad for like the first maybe eight months I was like struggling to do it, but I just kept at it. And I, because there is, there is some artistry involved. I mean, you've got to, you know, tools and and what have you. And uh, yeah, the processes from start to finish. How much is, how long does one piece take to do? Ooh. Okay. Um, Well, there's the throwing process, which probably nowadays would probably take me 25 minutes to throw something complex and then the trimming process that's quicker because that's when the clay is sort of more it's harder it's able to be carved and trimmed that'll probably take 15 minutes okay and thinking about it but in between that stage and being able to get it 
uh, it turned into ceramic because right now it's still clay. Right. That will take a long time because you have to heat up the kiln, cool it down. It, it's it's above what I know. So I'd say a piece probably takes three days to make. Wow. For one piece. And the throwing process, uh, if you're not happy with a piece, is that a throwing process too? Uh, sorry, repeat that. If you have a piece you're not happy with, is that a throwing process too? Do you throw it? as well out of yes okay. yeah i i, I have had a lot of throwing processes you um you again an actor uh you uh you're from southern california correct yes and, yeah and uh making your way uh in a big big way you were uh you were obviously well known for your role as the boy on uh dispatches from elsewhere that's on ab yes. that's on amc amc and again you guys filmed in philadelphia and mm -hmm. you were uh Driving with your your mom or grandma there a couple yes a few days ago um, so and you ran into somebody about, yeah um, so we were a block away from our house and uh, my grandma mentioned uh, waved over to like say come across the street it's okay and I saw his face and I was like I think that's Jason Siegel really so we had to loop back around and we pull up to him. And he like sort of looks at us like, oh no, these are the guys that just that I just saw. So he thought we were like we were fans of his yeah. that just wanted a picture. So uh, my grandma rolled down her window and said, Jason, do you remember Travis? He looked at us like we were crazy. And then she said, <laughs> from dispatches. And then he went, oh my gosh. And he he was on the phone, so he had to hang up the phone. And we got pictures, and it was it was really insane it was really cool though what a great story and again you, you do get spotted obviously when you're out and about you have i would think uh your role on time. your role on diary of future president was pretty huge and uh, what was your role on the uh on young sheldon what was that part young sheldon i was um the love interest for one episode for reagan i forget her this is her real life name reagan, 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 reagan yes reagan. Yeah. and it was her name is what's her name in the show Oh my. oh my god, I'm blanking. Um, but I was her love interest, and I eventually, like, my new love sort of became her grandma because oh. my grandma's show, I lost her. So I was sort of attaching myself to her grandma in the show. I she, saw this. Yeah. How did I not know it was you? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's all right. No, that's, that's amazing. That's good. Yeah. And again, how long has that show been on the air now? Like years, right? Oof. It's a long time. And you know that um, Young Sheldon's the precursor to Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, yeah. It's kind of cool. And that's kind of gone away. So, uh, but uh, yeah. what a, a great opportunity for you um, as well. But looking back on your days working in Philadelphia on dispatches, I mean, how amazing was that? That's incredible. It was, it was really, really special. But an event that really sticks out to me is. Um, I was doing schooling because I have to do school hours sure. there. And I was actually studying about the history of Philadelphia, New York, and stuff like that. So it sort of lined up perfectly. So I was able to go on a tour of all the landmarks and stuff like that. And that counted for school time. Oh, good. So that was well, really cool. Well, there. that's fun. Yeah. The, the, the two constants on a set are school and crafty. I mean, that's... Yes. That's what it Crafty's is. Crafty so. is very important. Crafty is very important. You got to keep uh, energized and whatnot. But uh, yeah, amazing, amazing actor. Uh, congrats on your success. Uh, your pottery uh, uh, 
Grandma Tara sent me some pictures, and man, you're you're good, dude. And you're getting recognized <laughs> as well. I mean, it's, your work's getting recognized. So quickly touch on that. Okay, or can um, you? Yeah, I've been taking a few workshops from big famous potters. Um, Mundo Bang is one. He's a South Korean potter, and Tortoise is another one. He goes all over the world and uh, teaches classes. And I actually got offered because I took a workshop with him. Um, and I got offered to take like a month apprenticeship in his studio in Copenhagen. So wow. next summer we're thinking about doing that because he saw my work and he was like, this kid sort of knows what he's doing. Maybe I should. <laughs> so I no should. no downtime for you, which is great. You're yeah. uh, definitely yeah. working at it. So congrats and uh, I'm glad you're here tonight. Yeah, glad Let, to be here. Let's get this party started. And again, our guest tonight, uh, he is uh, no stranger to folks who have been watching uh, TV lately, because he's on everything. Um, I know you, 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 you've watched some of Barry, right? Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I, I think I was able to see the first season and a little bit of the second. Okay. So we've been uh, following this show for quite some time. And again, uh, I've been a fan since, since day one. Amazing, amazing show. Not really family-friendly, I will say that. But that being said... Uh, Bill Hader of SNL fame, uh, Henry Winkler from Happy Days, and again, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal cast and a phenomenal storyline. Uh, Barry, again, uh, just wrapped its fourth season, uh, critically acclaimed uh, awards, the whole thing. And our guest, uh, Zachary Gollinger, knows uh, season four oh so well. He played um, Barry's son, I want to say jo uh, John, on the show. Am I right, John? Yeah. And um, he, uh, amazing, amazing from start to finish. Uh, great way to uh, wrap up the, uh, the the series. It's not coming back as a reboot or anything like that, So, uh, but he's done that. So um, you can catch those episodes on HBO. He also plays a young Danny and his brother, twin brother Adam, in the new show on Apple TV Plus, which is called The Crowded Room, opposite Emmy Rosam, Tom Holland, and Amanda Seyfried. A great man. I, I watched some of it today, and it's just it's wonderful. I mean, just a really good show. Check that out. Again, maybe not family friendly, but that being said, still watch it. You're gonna like it. He's appeared in uh, an episode of Evil, uh, starred in Blue Buds. Blue Bloods, again, post-production, Blue Bloods, New Amsterdam, and um, A Quiet Place, Part 2, which was uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, film, both 1 and 2. Uh, and then um, the uh, other thing is he did a, a show called Survivor, and I think he traveled for that um, in to Budapest, you know, and I know that, that Travis, you've traveled before for stuff as well. So when, yeah. you get to, when you get to do that, it's like winning the trip, you know, you just like, you're, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah. amazing. Zachary uh, Gollinger, amazing standout in Hollywood and New York as well. Uh, he's appeared in so many things. He's also a voiceover actor. He's voicing for Paw, Paw Patrol, the character Rex for games and toys. And he's in other video work. Uh, he likes to write stories. He wants to uh, direct feature films, don't we all? And uh, I think he will. Uh, he also enjoys uh, coding. Do you code at all, Travis? No, I no. had a very short period of doing okay. that, but it was 
It went right over my head. He has uh, many interests and uh, has designs uh, on space travel and also a interest in astrophysics way above my head. So I'm not uh, <laughs> sure. But I want to hear from him. I want to say hi to, uh, he's in New York City right now, Zachary Gollinger. Zach, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What about you? Hey, we're doing well. Welcome to Conversations Radio. Uh, it's Thank you. just a conversation, as you know. People come on here to talk about themselves. Uh, Travis, I know you have no problem with that. And uh, Zachary was like, yeah, I can do that. So we had him on here. And we talked a few nights ago. And um, welcome. Uh, has the rain stopped in New York? The rain has stopped, but it is a cloudy night. <laughs> and how was... And it's very hot. How was the 4th, by the way? Did you guys see fireworks? Oh, we didn't really see the fireworks. Like, I could sort of see some lights, but I didn't actually see the fireworks. You could just hear the sounds. But besides that, it was just, it pretty much just kept you up a lot yeah. of the night. And that, that's not good. We watched uh, watched it on TV. Of course, we get it like three hours later. And yeah, a lot of uh, fireworks, smoke, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, very, very cool. You are from New York, right? Yeah, um, I'm in the... Uh, I'm born in Brooklyn, actually, okay. so one awesome. of the five boroughs. So what's your start? Now, obviously, uh, you had designs on wanting to act uh, for quite some time. What was your first gig? So my first gig, if we're, uh, I was originally going to try some uh, modeling. Uh, originally, I was like three and a half, so you could actually still hear fireworks. But <laughs> I, I, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, I was I was three and a half, and I did this little modeling gig for Toys R Us. It was it was like small, like I needed to be on like a bouncy house and then like a bike, but it was still cool to do it. And it was so I actually it was my first experience of ever being on a set, and that was actually exciting. Fun times. It was exciting and exhilarating. Yeah, you get to meet a lot of people too, a lot of yeah. networking and stuff as well. Uh, you eventually you've gone on to do some real big. You're 11 years old, right? Yeah. Remember when you were 11, Travis? Oh, um, no, I don't. I do not remember. That was That's not too long ago. That was, um, how long ago was that? I'm 16, like five years ago. Wow. Yeah. A, a lot, a lot changes in five years for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah. but, um, the, um, the roles you've done here, Zach, are just, I mean, these are, these are big shows. Obviously, obviously Barry, I'm not sure if you'd watched, the entire series from front. Did you watch the whole? I've watched the whole series multiple Good. times. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I've binged it. Awesome. Yeah, we had um, Jesse Giacomazzi on uh, a few years back. She was the the feral mongoose on uh, on Barry. <laughs> that was a crazy. And she really beat his butt bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. and again, a, a great great show. Tell me about your first day on the Barry set. Now you were you. You obviously, you filmed a lot out in the desert, but you guys filmed in a in a in a a building as well for the the house scenes and stuff. Yeah. So tell me about. Tell me how. Well, let me back up. How did you get that role first of all? Okay, so it was a very hard auditioning process because I actually did the audition while filming the set of Crowded Room. So it was just one of the days that I luckily wasn't actually filming, so I got to do that tape, and then, well, I I got a callback and director's callback and like bill Hader, who was in it i i was surprised i i uh i was sort of nervous i was yeah, shaking i was nervous <laughs> i was sweating 
Well, I do good. Well, I do good. And, uh, well, uh, I, I just start doing the, the scene. And, uh, well, there's actually three scenes. And uh, he, he starts laughing. I, I'm not going to say that it's that distracting to hear him laughing, but it was a little bit distracting, <laughs> if you want me to be honest. And, uh, well, I mean, I was like, okay, okay, I'm doing good. I mean, if you hear him laugh, that means that you're doing good. It's a comedy. Well, it's yeah. It's like a dramedy. It's a dark, and, a dark well, comedy, yeah. Yeah, and next thing you know, um, I, I've got the job. However, I need to go to L.A. the day after, the morning after, yeah. I wrap the crowded room. Wow. So no no, no downtime for you at all. You just hop the plane no and you're there. No downtime. It's just straight to it. Now, was that your first time in L.A.? That was my first time in L.A., and let me just tell you, it was actually crazy to be in L.A. because the, I didn't expect it would look like that. It was so much different from New York sure. overall. Yeah. L.A. and uh, New York, definitely is a, a, a contrast there. Uh, Zach, you've been in New York. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Travis, you've been in New York, right? Yeah, sort of in a similar situation as, as you were. I had to take a red-eye flight to New York for... I think it was a. This was this was when I was doing theater. I was in a Mary Poppins production at Musical Theater West, and I had to, as soon as the production was over, fly to New York on like three hours rest and audition for Les Mis. Oh wow! And it got down to three. They picked two, and I was number three. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. And then you flew back to L.A. Then I flew right back to L.A. Enjoyed yeah, those, it, it was just uh, fun to see. Enjoyed those free drinks on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New York City is a great place. You know, oh, all the big skyscrapers. <laughs> so I have not been. I was born in Connecticut, but I came to California when I was a year old. So all I know is San Francisco and Los Angeles for the most part. <laughs> so very good. So you got this role. How did you find out you got the role? How did they call you? Or did you what did you do? Did Bill well, knock on I your mean, door I or sort of what? Well, I came home. Okay. okay, one day I'm just I'm just coming home and my mom she's just like she opens the door and she's like and I, I'm like, "Wait." I sort of like my brain's like what what could have happened? Could it be bad or could it be good? I mean, probably good because she doesn't seem angry. So <laughs> <laughs> So uh and I go, so my, the first thing clicks in my brain, like, I, it wasn't too long from the time that I did the Barry director's callback. It was actually a fairly short time. So then um, she, I'm like, my brain just goes, wait, did I book the role? <laughs> so I go, did I book a role? And she goes, yes. Wow. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, you booked Barry. <laughs> and I was like, oh. that was crazy. So it was a crazy moment. So you saw that first script, and were you like, "Oh my!" What was uh, what was your reaction? Because obviously, uh, it's a pretty heavy duty show. So yeah, it's a definitely a heavy duty show. <laughs> to put it one way, it has like a lot of a. Uh, it's like like I watched all of it. Let me let, okay. let me just say that I watched all of it, and it has a lot of cursing. It has a lot of cursing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Don't so, uh, um, don't use that language though. Don't, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I understand that. So, yeah, a lot of cursing, a lot of violence, but um, a lot of tender moments as well, because here you are, you're, you're their son. Your on-screen mom is fantastic. She, you know, and, and they both, this all takes place like, like 10 years later, eight years later. Is that how it works? 
It's supposed to take place eight years later, okay. and, uh, well, I'm also supposed to be eight, and it was amazing to film that because, like, I played younger than myself. Oh. <laughs> well, you did well. And, of course, Barry, Barry and his love interest are um, in hiding, basically. They've got new identities, and, and that's the thing. And here you are. You're their son, and you're in the picture, and so you've got no idea about, you know, Noho Hank or any of that stuff so it's, it's yeah you know one of the craziest things that i needed to do on barry was the improv like during the director's callback they, they had me do improv and i mean i was expecting it because my uncle and my mom because my uncle is a fan of snl he okay. always watched the snls yeah. so he knew who bill Hader was and my mom was a hundred percent certain he would probably want to do some improv. So I, I was sort of prepared, but I was not prepared for the level of the improv that he wanted to do. <laughs> Literally, most of that director's callback was improv. It was like they come up with a line, you respond to it, and you nailed it. So were those long days for you, the filming? Oh, uh, actually, the berries were a very short time on set. They were actually a lot shorter than crowded room. Is crowded room like to use the full day? Sure. Like the full nine hours that I could do, and Barry was just like literally just like four hours because they did the scenes like boom, 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 boom. Fast. There was like eight scenes in a day. They complete them all in four hours because it's like they do like two takes, and it's like that. That's it. It was probably the easiest that I've worked on. However, also it was hard because it was going like super quick. Sure. Super quick. Well, the real standout scenes in that show, a the one where you're learning to play baseball. And then uh, your dad says that it's starts showing you videos that you you could die from you know you hit from baseball and whatnot, and then of course the last scene of course it's been on for a while so I can spill a little bit here, uh, the last scene when it all comes to an end, for uh, for many there. Um, tell me about the uh, the last scene there because obviously, very very graphic. Yeah, well, um, I wasn't there for the entire like. <laughs> yeah right part. But, uh, yeah I, I remember when i was coming back for like the scene with fuchs uh fuchs steven root sure. and uh i needed to be like below him and like he saved me it was like it was super scary and i had a stunt double who oh wow me. you know you've made it when you got a stunt double for sure <laughs> go ahead yeah yeah it's good to know that you got a stunt double because you don't want to be doing those stunts yourself yeah <laughs> You'll end up dead. No, well, you won't end up dead, but you need a professional doing them. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I remember I was coming back and I'm like, everybody's just like completely covered with blood. It's yeah. I, Some of them even had like their brains spilled out, legs missing. I remember there was one guy there who uh, actually had his leg missing. So they just put in like a fake leg to make because it's perfect for oh, wow. a stunt actor. Yeah. That, yeah, well, it looks like he lost his leg. Well, that worked out. <laughs> and again, the final Quick scene, action. the final scene, folks, basically everything comes to a head. Somebody's going to die. And uh, obviously a lot of people die in that, yeah. that last scene. No, no and, um, but um, it was, uh, again, just phenomenal. And I watched, like I said, I watched the whole series start to finish. And this was, I never thought it would go this way, you know? Yeah. So it was a crazy ending. It was like, I was. I was I was blown by the ending also because after the uh, shootout scene, you know, it has like that flash fast forward. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen in that fast forward. However, when I saw it, like I didn't know what was going to happen because like the writer, the writer who the main writer, uh, his name is Duffy Brudrow. 
Uh, okay. Hisla and Bill Hader, they like sure. they didn't want to tell me how it was going to end because they wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> so I was really anticipating how's it going to end, and then I was like, I mean, they got their surprise, that's for sure. Yeah. Bill Hader has come a long, long way from SNL oh, yeah. to uh, everything he does. Uh, he's definitely has, uh, he's an artist. He's funny, but I think he's he's got a vision, and uh, I think he yeah. likes to keep things kind of under the cuff you know and uh they just spring it on you and that's why it does so well you know you never you never knew yeah. what's going to happen next and for you travis you did dispatches did you know how it was going to end when you were doing um it? yeah they sort of always gave the scripts but i had an experience where i was lied to i guess i had to do these like three day intensive dance training because there was this dance scene sure and i was with this highly esteemed dance instructor and she was supposed to be really good but i was like she doesn't seem like she's know what knows what she's doing she's like telling me to do this one thing and not do this but i was like i don't have any idea what i'm doing but that was on purpose <laughs> yeah they wanted me to be confused because i'm supposed to not know how to do the dance they taught me this big thing just to tear it all down right when i got there and said okay forget all that you're gonna do this instead so i was very relieved when they told me that because I was like, what, what do I do? I'm going to go out there and say, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're going to say, but we booked you three entire days. How do you not know? But it, it all worked out. It all worked out. And again, you worked with, uh, with, with Jason and then um, yeah. Richard Grant as well. Yeah. And Sally yeah. Fields. So I mean, what a, what yes, a, Sally Fields. She was, she was amazing. They, I she heard it before. Good. Yeah. She, uh, mm -hmm. you, what a fantastic cast! I mean, for sure. Um, but for you, Zachary, when you're when you when it was all said and done, and you watched yourself on TV, how was that emotion for you? Well, I'm a very self-critical person. Are you? Okay. However, I was very like surprised. Like I've never seen myself in that big a role because Barry came out first, so sure. I never seen myself in that big a role. I was, well, I was surprised. As I said, I'm a very self-critical person. Yeah. <laughs> so I criticized myself. <laughs> However, I was, I was, I, my mind was like, I was, I, I was, I was actually like, I had, I had no opinion. I was just like, I, my mouth was like open. It was like. So you were happy crazy. with it. You were happy with it then. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I was happy with it. <laughs> Heck yeah. But yeah. I was also at the same time, I was like, I was surprised. I was it was so exhilarating to see yourself like do you, do you like watching stuff that you're in so as i said i'm a very self-critical person yeah. but i do watch stuff that i'm in yeah and I, you had, I always struggle with that <laughs> and for you too um i mean travis here you are because you you came on like th three episodes later i'm to think like episode three episode four when you started yeah yeah so yeah, we yeah, like we like okay here we go <laughs> you know? yeah yeah you, always, you hear I, about you hear about actors that are like they question like you know why they go with that take and why they did the angle and blah blah blah. but zach you said it was perfect as far as the way they did it you, you were okay with that yeah and then you did now you did the crowded room how was that process compared to barry because you did the crowded room came first right uh, it was filmed first, but let me just say it was a million times different than Barry. Not only was it like the script and the storyline and the plot, like 100% different, entirely different sides of the world. However, it was also the filming process. Like the director that I had, Cornell Mandrusco, 
for my episodes because they had different directors for some of the episodes. And uh, he was assigned to... Uh, they flipped around the episodes upon okay. <laughs> okay. release. Anyways, but... Uh, it was like he directed it like a movie, so he didn't do it like a TV series. He did like a million takes for every single shot and then a million shots for every single scene. Sure. It was a completely different experience filming-wise and story-wise and emotional-wise. So it was like 100% different. Every you, single thing. You got to have those different. You got to have those backup. There's a cat behind you. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you this. And again, I I'm uh, I'm not going to throw anybody into the bus, but Barry, um, phenomenal, and again, Bill Hader uh, definitely has a vision. You mentioned the filming process was different. Do you feel that um, that Bill kind of winged it and threw caution to the wind sometime to get the product? Well, I feel like he did. I feel like he did it fine. He did it yeah. actually amazing. Like they both are amazing directors. Everybody who I've worked with is an amazing director. Like they're all amazing, and specifically Bill Hader and Quinnell Mondrusco from Crowded Room and Barry. Like. They're amazing. And this like, was Bill Hader's first really big deal. I mean, directing and writing and all that. And uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the season. Amazing. And amazing. yeah. And I'm he I'm watching. I'm watching it, and it's like I recognize all these these places because it's filmed right in my backyard, practically. You know, so it's cool. So um, yeah, I uh, the um, you mentioned getting um, people getting blood on their faces in the last scene of uh, Barry, and you got blood on your face in the bar scene. Uh, on the crowded room tell me how yeah. intense that is and tell me about your role um as uh danny you're playing two roles though so tell us yeah. about that so um it was uh first of all with the blood thing yeah it was very 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 unexpected how they did they literally grabbed a paintbrush and they they flung the blood on my face wow <laughs> it was a very weird <laughs> sensation however it took a while to get it off but don't worry, my face was fine. <laughs> so give, afterwards, give me and a, uh, the experience ahead. with Danny and Adam, however, was it was the first time that I've ever been like playing two characters. So, <laughs> and it's I like I hope that it won't be the last time because no. I really actually liked that because you got to be two entirely different people. And my acting coach, uh, Benjamin Perkins, he's also a Tom Holland's acting coach. Uh, well, he was like doing the acting coach for the show, and he was helping me and. Uh, he did it like this. He basically said, like, Danny's, like, a very, uh, the Danny character. He's a very sad, uh, sort of, like, depressed little boy. And then Adam's Superman. He's right. the one coming to save the day. So that's sort of how I did it. I needed to act like he had, like, in me, us in this room, it was, like, act like Superman. So, like, walk like Superman. Like, do everything like Superman. And then he had me, like, change and change and change. Like, just change the characters. I, like... Okay, now change to Danny. Now change to Adam. Now change to Danny. Now change to Adam, and that was for like hours and like oh, until I finally wow. got it in my head how to do it, how to yeah. do it, and not mess up. <laughs> and there's also a bullying uh, aspect to this as well. Uh, yeah, Danny gets bullied. In yeah, school. he's severely bullied by all the other kids in his school. It's it's really sad. It's it was actually really sad. However, I mean, none of them were actually bullies. Actually, no, of course they not. Yeah. Nice kids. <laughs> only only on TV. That's and good course, to hear. <laughs> and of course, as many kids, Travis, you know this as well. And uh, obviously, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people on the show that have experienced bullying and are involved in anti-bullying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, and the and show whatnot. also dis discusses abuse. And yeah. uh, I, I would like to say the biggest bully in the show was, uh, well, I'm not, the actor is not the biggest bully, Marlon. Yeah. The character is yeah. the biggest bully. The actual actor, he was amazing. <laughs> he wasn't mean at all. However, he he's 
he's severely abusive and it's it's sort of crazy to see that 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 type of stuff actually happens it's it's sad and i don't want to get too heavy obviously but uh travis as you know a lot of kids that are bullied in school they don't tell anybody uh, especially their parents because they're afraid they're going to get bullied even more it's so sad you know that things like that happen but seriously talk if you are being bullied uh in school or what have you talk to somebody you've got to talk to somebody you have to do it um, yeah, because like, I was I was considerably, like, the way that they did it with the Danny and Adam was very uh, confusing for that barn scene that uh, that you see at the end of the episode with uh, where, like, he basically takes Adam's character into the barn, and it was very, uh, it was yeah. hard to film. Okay. However, it's like, yeah. I, I was, like, considerably, uh, Danny wasn't the one who ended up getting the abuse, it was Adam. He took it. Yeah. He was the strong man. And of course, he's going to... He's Something I've noticed is right. that whenever a character is like really evil in the show, the actor is always really, really nice offset. <laughs> I feel like that's always the rule. Cause I, I was interacting with somebody, the name is escaping me right now, but they were a, a horrible murderer, unspeakable things. And they were just <laughs> the biggest sweetheart offset. It was so weird. It was, it was odd. Cause you see him do all this stuff and you're like, wait, you're right there. Don't yeah. do that to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Well, it's not you like... Know, on the note of the bullying, I've also, like, actually, like, in school and stuff, I've been bullied before, yeah. and it's it's very sad. And then also to act it, it's, like, it's so it's so sad, all of the stuff, yeah. all the bullying. Like, I've been punched. I've been kicked. Yeah. It's all, it's all terrible. People that bully are very, very jealous people. They want what you have. Yeah. Most and the show the also that's shows you to be kind and understanding. Yeah. Oh, sure. Help, always help the person that's being bullied and not to be the person that just ignores it. And especially not to be the person who's bullying them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course. Be kind and protect the people that are getting attacked. They're going to cast nice people because obviously they're not going to do the casting calls. So, you know, wanted, uh, if you're a bully, come, you know, try it out for this. You know, it's going to be a whole <laughs> Yeah. Thing. That wouldn't have been good. That wouldn't have been good if that was the case. But yeah. Um, Emmy Rosam, how was that? That's that's a powerhouse right there. Yeah, she's an amazing actress. It was amazing to work with her. Like, you know, it was just amazing to work yeah. with pretty much everybody. But Emmy, we, I filmed a lot with her, so there was a lot of stuff to film. She's a method actress, so she's really into the scene as you're yeah. doing it. Like, she is the character. So I sort of need to be the character. We're all the characters when we're on set. We're just, we're the characters. Sure. And she was, she was like probably one of the most amazing actresses that I've ever worked with. Actually, the most amazing actress that I've ever worked with because of how good she was and how great she portrayed the role and how she gets, like, deceived by Marlon, who turns out to be an abuser. And she does it so well, as, like, she didn't even know that any of it was going on. That's It actually seems real when you're watching it. But, of course, I, I know it's not real well, yeah. upon filming it emmy rossum is a really nice person will chase who played marlon is a really nice person everybody's really nice actually <laughs> you know i gotta tell you though you know you got uh, wisdom beyond your years i can't believe you're only 11 years you. old because you really you you approach yeah. this um with Thank a lot of maturity and uh you, you are a talent i mean uh this is uh one of those shows that you're gonna you know, and Barry too, but this is the kind of show that's going to be it's going to be on all the, on for a long time. Um, oh yeah, Apple, uh, Apple, it. Apple TV. Uh, I got to tell you, those folks are amazing. I was I was skeptical when Apple wanted to do get into the film thing. I was a little skeptical, but the stuff they've done, 
um yeah i mean just great great productions congrats to you i mean you're you're on the cutting edge of uh, of filmmaking uh there's so many people that have Thank their you. hats in the ring you know for that another uh, compliment is you're much you're i don't I, I still can't do this you're much better with names you're like the writer yeah. is this the director is this i am awful with that i have no idea how you're able to do that and I, it's really impressive and it's important to be able to remember names but i just i can't do it i remember faces not names yeah and it's it's not only the cast it's also the crew like everybody yeah. who worked on the entire production all amazing all incredible all great and then something else i also wanted to talk about was the uh the auditioning and callback process specifically Please, the callback yes. process for crowded room okay because uh, be, basically, wait, wait. I did the audition. Before you start, this filmed in New York, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, in the crowded room, I did the audition considerably a year before I got the role, and then I did again and again. I even auditioned for one of the bullies. Oh. And yeah, I I, I didn't really fit that role much. No, I don't see that at all. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I did the audition process and I ended up getting the callback and <laughs> I was not expecting that. I mean, it had been a year. I mean, they kept auditioning me. It's because they were going back and back and back until they sure. found somebody who was able to do the role. But it's what's crazy is the director's callback because before the director's callback, I had an entire session with Tom's acting coach, Benjamin Perkins, about how to do the emotion because he really wanted to help me do good in that director's callback. Sure. and. He was really trying to support me and help me, so he basically, he got me with, he got through to me with all the emotion. He helped me. He literally, like, we did, like, entire, like, we, it was very intense to be with him. And then with Cornell, Cornell Mandrusco, the director, that was one of the craziest experiment, experiences that I've ever had. He walks in the room, okay? He walks in the room. We're just sitting in the room waiting for the director's callback, and he looks, like, so intimidating. It's like... I was worried. I was like, worried, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> he looks too intimidating. But turns out that that's just how he is. He's actually really nice on the inside once you get to know him. He just seems like that during the callback. I mean, everybody seems like that. How and long was the shoot? So the shoot actually overall, we filmed over a period of about five months. So Whoa. we didn't film like every month of those five months. There was like a little break in between until we filmed the episode. Well, until we filmed different episodes that were not episode five, which is... I can't discuss really sure. the of other episodes no, because that'd be a spoiler. Right, you can't do that, no. Cornell, working with Cornell in that director's callback was a very unique director's callback because he basically, he walked, I walk into the room and he says, okay, so we're going to do something. We're going to make it seem like you are asleep, okay? And then you're going to wake up and not know where you are. You're going to try to unlock the door, but the door's going to be locked. You're going to start grabbing on the door, pulling it, shaking it, and then you're going to go out, look out the window, and just scream. And I was like, what if the police come? And he was like, <laughs> that would mean that you did good. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So, so I do it, and my mom and the casting director actually think that there's a problem because I'm just, like, pulling at the door, <laughs> screaming and screaming and screaming, and then I'm screaming out the window. I mean, to anybody, <laughs> to anybody, that looks like there's a problem. However, it's yeah. just this director's callback. Like, it was it was stressful. I mean, I've, I've never had an experience like that before, oh, especially no. for a director's callback. Like, yeah. lock the door and then start screaming and tugging the door and then improv and, like, everything, pretty much almost every role I've had, like, Crowded Room and Barry, they, I mean, they have a nice amount of improv, and then Barry has a lot of improv. I mean, it was pretty crazy that sure. that director's callback. You've had a lot of acting training as well. 
You've been to schools and classes and stuff? Uh, not that much. I have been to a few before, though. Now, had you done had you done improv before? Before? Uh, I have done improv before. Mainly, though, uh, on set, on sets. Uh, I okay. haven't really done it like offset, like improvisation classes. Like, I guess I did do a couple, but not really like something that like I did a lot. I'm not really big into like the coaches and stuff. Yeah, I don't really do the coaching. Yeah, improv is a thing, Travis, because. You're committed. I mean, when you when you do an improv, you've got to commit. Yeah, I've been taking um, improv classes to try and get better at it, but it's it's not like um, it's sort of just improv games. Sure. So th those are just sort of for fun, but it does help with um, auditions. And I was surprised, like um, like for example, The Office, and you worked with you worked with uh, Krasinski in in um, um, which one? In this one. Quiet yeah. place, uh, a, a quiet place, right? And we'll talk about that as well. Um, but uh, I thought it was a lot of improv, but apparently it's not. Apparently that's all scripted. Not a lot of improv oh. on that on um, the office. And you would think, because it's just so off the wall. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you you realize uh, from the get go that no boss would keep his job the way he treats his employees. <laughs> you know, but. Um, yeah. The, but the improv is on a lot of shows, and I'm, and I'm thinking Barry probably some improv too, right? Well, like not all of it was improv. Like they they had a decent amount of improv though, yeah. like more improv than I'm than I was used to. However, like it's all it's all scripted. Right. It's all scripted. Sure. However, like they added on to it as we went along. They were like, "Oh yeah, listen, can you say this? Can you say this? Can you say this?" And uh, <laughs> it's like. Uh, okay, so, and I mean, I ended up doing it. However, I was like, that, that was the first step that I've ever had. Like, okay, yeah, do, do this now, do this now. However, also yeah. on Crowded Room, I had similar experiences because there was this big uh, scene where I need to be doing like this A to Z thing in it. Um, this like, in this like, it's one of the places where I get bullied by one of the kids. And uh, Akiva, the uh, writer, Akiva Goldsman, he changes her like he changes like my big monologue oh. <laughs> completely he's like yeah now you're gonna say this part now you're gonna say this now you're gonna say this and i was like oh no and then i i actually got it and i was but it was stressful i was like yeah i was yeah. literally sweating was that the day of shooting oh yeah oh yeah in God. the moment in the moment he just that's, walks up and he's wow. like yeah here's a news here's a new script just just look at it and then just glance at it and then basically do see, it see i picture bill Hader, um like, like for you Comes in and rubs his, mm, let's do it this way. You know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how he I think he's, was. I think when he's in the moment and they're focused, he's very, very serious. But I think he has fun with it as well. And you guys had scenes opposite each other. Did you ever laugh and start busting up? We definitely did. He's a very comedic <laughs> guy. <laughs> he's a very comedic guy. And like we made a, we made a lot of jokes. He made a lot of jokes sure. in the simple. He he cracked way too many jokes, and everybody was laughing. And literally, probably every five minutes, you would just hear. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, there was also a chicken pot pie scene. So that was one of the oh crazy yeah, scenes. remember that? That was that was very funny because everybody started laughing. Every everybody was laughing by the end of that. That was that was one of the funniest scenes that I have ever taped on that entire show. It wasn't and even cooked. It was it was like here, right? Yeah, it was like here. It was made by a drunk Sally. And then, and then yeah, and then, and then Sally gives you a glass of orange juice, which is spiked, and you pass out for like eight <laughs> hours. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. So Vodka. again, again, it's it's a very interesting series, but it plays out. It, it's, it's everything. You know, you you're so lucky. You're blessed. You are so blessed. Thank you. These are Thank phenomenal you. shows you're involved with. Uh, and um, let me go back just a bit here. You um did a you did a, a, a you did the Survivor. You did that as well. You got that was actually my first you, like movie. And you're in you're in Budapest, right? Yep, and that was actually one of the craziest travels. It's the the farthest sure. travel I've ever had, all the way to Budapest. So you're on the and, so you're on the plane yeah. with your mom, right? Your mom or dad, your mom, and yep, you're on the way. What's going through your head as you know you're going to? Hungary. Well, it's my first role. Like I, yeah. I don't know what to expect. And actually, on the plane, we meet a the actress who's playing my uh, sister. Oh wow! Right in front of us. So that was like I, I didn't know what to think. It was like her name is Sophie Knapp. I know and, Sophie. Uh, yes, I've had Dahlia on the show. Sure. My sister, yeah. And uh, she was like, she was very nice. We got to know each other. And then upon reaching Budapest. There's the actor who played my older brother. He was yeah. a lot taller than me. He was like sure. four years older than me because I was like seven when I was filming. And he was like, right now, he was actually my age going on 12. So, and he was like up till 1 a.m. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> that's not how I am yet. So you're, yet. so you're on the plane with Sophie. Did you guys talk shop at all? You guys talk oh, about- we talked a little bit. However, um, if I remember right, I did sleep a decent amount on that okay, plane. Okay, so yeah, we didn't really talk. Like, we did a lot of this game at Uno. I haven't oh, played no, it sure. since Budapest, really. So we played a lot together on the days that we weren't filming. Like, there were a decent amount of days that we weren't filming when we were in Budapest. So we got to just really walk around and explore, look at the entire area. And we had, wow. like, a, a nice little set teacher. His name was Mark. And while we were in Budapest, and uh, that was amazing. He was amazing. Like, he basically taught us everything about the area, everything there is to know, and we were basically locals. <laughs> Did you find a Starbucks? <laughs> no. no. No Starbucks. Okay. How was the food, though? Obviously, here you are from New York where it's pizza and hot dogs and whatnot, and Budapest, I have no idea what they eat there. Okay, so, well, Budapest was insane the food wise so they did have ice cream shops they did okay. have ice cream shops so they had the good things how no but they also had most importantly at that hotel their breakfast their breakfast was amazing like they have these wow. gigantic waffles oh, that are like two feet stuff. long Ooh. two feet long waffles i just eat the whole one of course <laughs> they have like they have every they have like basically like a king-sized meal like you were in a royal palace right. in the <laughs> hotel and, and that was just also crazy. And then a few times we actually, I, I had uh, with Sophie and with Sophie, uh, Sophie Knapp, uh, yeah. we ate at a Jewish oh, restaurant wow. where we had schnitzel. Oh, nice. Which was the greatest food of all Good time. Stuff. The goat. It's like I took a, I took a, we, we did a 28 day cruise to uh, Tahiti. And, you know, I had all these, these ideas about the food was to be and I, so I get, I get the Tahiti, and of course they feed you on the cruise ship like crazy. But um, we go to a restaurant, and what are the, the biggest thing there were? Chinese food. They love Chinese food. And I got to tell you, it was really good. Uh, we spent, uh, the ship stayed in port for overnight, and they had food trucks next to the ship, and they were all serving up, you know, different Asian cuisine and whatnot. It was really, really cool. So I'm a, definitely a foodie person, so when I go places, I want to try their whatever their local fare is. Obviously, Travis, you were in Philadelphia, so cream cheese? No. 
Um, we wanted to try, <laughs> we wanted to try, um, what is it? A Philly cheesesteak, yeah. one of those. But we ended up just like, I think on the plane ride back, we had like those really bad ones. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I'm forgetting the story, but it was it was bad. So I had a bad introduction to Philly cheesesteak. But if I ever go back, I'm definitely getting a good one. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, plain food isn't like the best. However, some of it's actually good if you're oh, yeah. lucky. Like sometimes it's not. Like sometimes it's like sometimes it's like yeah, you, you got like something this large, a bunch of food smushed in it. It's However, it's inconsistent. It's it's either really good or really bad. But yeah, it's like playing a game of risk. Either you're gonna get the good plain food or the bad plain food. Any mem any and good any good memories in, in Budapest when you were there? Because here you are, you're how old were you? You were young, right? I was seven. Uh, I mean, I could still remember like a lot from then. There's a lot of key moments that you can sure. remember from back then. So, one of the top things that I remember was actually on that note playing Uno with Sophie in Kingston, and then one of the second things was the first time that I walked on a set. Yeah. And I walked into this, like, I walked into the survivor thing. Like, I walked through, like, these, uh, the big curtains. Sure. They had, like, big curtains. I walked through the rest of them. I'm just like, what is this like? What's it going to be like? What's it going to wow. be like? Because pretty much all that week that we had arrived in Budapest, I, my brain was, like, thinking of, like, what it will be like. And yeah. I, I was completely wrong. And Barry Levinson was there. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. Barry Levinson, who was the director. He was the director of the uh, movie and uh it was like they were basically they were like here's a tank toy it's like it's a tank it's just a normal tank toy and they're like just move it around and i was wow. like oh acting's easy <laughs> and now like, recently i'm like acting's hard if it were... so that's like that's in your face little me yeah yeah again uh just wonderful wonderful roles uh, i want to talk about a quiet place as well because that one again you work with uh, john krasinski um Obviously, yeah. from The Office, great uh, director. He also great did, director, um, also Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan as well, yes. Um, tell me about that now. Again, that, uh, wow. I mean. Uh, so there was actually, to put it, I want to first say there was a scene at The Quiet Place that they never included, but we filmed so long on it until like midnight, and it, was, it, it they never included it in the end, so. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of obviously a lot of CGI in that one for sure. Yeah, but yeah, one of the main things though was the the main scene that they had in me the the scene in the bleachers, in the watching the baseball game. That was actually also that set was where I met my uh, best friend right now, which is funny. Oh, cool. He played the uh, in the first movie. All right. John, well, John Krasinski's character's son who dies in yeah. the first five minutes. It's okay. a pretty iconic moment. And anyways, but. We're in the bleachers and like I learned I learned a lot of sign language to speak with Millie. Yeah. There was like a lot of stuff that I was learning. I was like sort of learning how to be an actor by that point more. And then also Killian Murphy, who was playing my uh my father. Okay. He, I, was, sure. I was like sitting on his lap and then the scene sort of goes out that like he's trying to turn on the radio, but it's like sort of like it's not working, it's just static Garbled, and then yeah. You see, like the the asteroid that's having all these alien monsters, or whatever, on them, and uh, then there's like he basically picks me up, and I'm like, what? And then he walks me to the car, and then he picks me up, which was filmed like 56 times, literally, <laughs> and puts me in the car. I was uh, very tired by the end wow. of that. Yeah. <laughs> they all did that part in one day. Hey, you had a great opportunity. I will say, uh, D is for doll. <laughs> that's evil paramount well, plus evil. is evil 
Tell me about that. Not, again, again, I've had um, the Bouchard sisters on the show multiple times, as well as the, the producer, uh, second producer and writer, Rockney O'Bannon, who uh, writes episodes and produces. Uh, you guys, they, they film in New York on that as well. Tell me about that yeah. and how you got that role. Um, Michelle and Robert King, um, amazing. So that was actually gotten off tape. It, so the audition was pretty... It was it was it was weird. Like pretty much, Evil came before Crowded Room, so Evil was actually my first test of like, sort of being like flat, type of thing because I was sort of like flat and like possessed. You could say possessed. Yeah. And uh, the audition was just basically, I was it was actually the scene, the main scene that they included in it of me being possessed by this doll. It was a very weird audition. <laughs> and then when we arrive at the set, I remember. Uh, that was actually the first time I met a Dahlia, right. who's also now one of my friends. Sure. And uh, I remember that they had me, they basically, there was first a scene where like with Brooklyn, uh, what's her last name? Brooklyn Sheck. Brooklyn Sheck. Yeah. And uh, we're uh, just like having this like babysitting talk with like the parents and then like we do this like little game and like I think it's hide and seek. Yeah, it's hide okay. and seek. And then I go up to like my room my room which is like upstairs and then sure. she finds me upstairs in my room just like looking at the chair where the doll is which is the creepiest scene i've ever seen on television yeah besides yeah. it yeah. the creepiest things in the world for sure um and uh travis you were a clown so don't take it personally but you, <laughs> you always got that friend who had that clown picture on his wall <laughs> you know and you're like oh no i'm not sleeping in here there's no way you know yeah and again, with the dolls as well. Dolls as well. Um, yeah, Evil as well. Another show that's uh, that's phenomenal. I understand season four is in the can; it's yeah. done. But because of the writers' strike, uh, they got to wait because they got post production to do, and they can't do that without the writers. So um, that's season four. But you were in season two uh, again. One of those casts you got to you worked with no. Sophie. And then you worked with um, Dahlia. Dahlia. So I mean, cool. it's a small world. It is a small world. Yeah, Small sure. world. Um, so much going on here. You, I mean, this could be a, a three-hour show because you've done uh, like yeah. a, a oodles and Thank oodles you. of stuff here. Uh, it is absolutely amazing what you have done. So I've got notes. No list of questions, but I do have. I've got to have notes because you've done so much. Um, you did Blue Bloods. Yeah, that was a one day. Um, that was actually filmed in New York City. Okay. And we basically, we drove to New York City. No, it actually took a while to get to New York City because uh, we took the train and it sort of broke down in the oh, middle no. of it. So we took a taxi and it was it was a long process. But one of the most iconic moments while filming Blue Bloods was in Danny Wahlberg, who was um, one of the main characters of that show. Sure. <laughs> he, sure. uh he gave me two gigantic Hershey bars. Whoa. Gigantic. Gigantic. Now, my grandma ended up eating, like, a decent amount of okay. them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. However, however, like, when I was being handed them, I was like, oh, my God. They're giant. Thank what you a, so much. It was like a nice I, guy. Like, that was actually my uh, third role because it went – survivor quiet place blue bloods and those are my main first three roles which are i sort of like those are the most iconic roles sure. some of the most iconic roles from the beginning for me but then of course the most iconic role i've ever filmed on is the crowded room and, and don't forget uh new amsterdam as well 
Yeah, that was actually a very interesting experience filming with all the blood. I actually needed, that was my first experience <laughs> with blood. They basically gave me like this cup, okay, filled with blood, and they were like, drink it, and then when we say action, it tasted so bad in my mouth. Really? And, like when you say action, spit it out. Whoa. And, okay, yeah, I could yeah. do that. <laughs> I guess I could do that, and I'd, I'd do it. And it's like four times, four times. By the time that I was over, my mouth was like, my taste buds were gone. <laughs> I was they... covered with blood all over my face. Yeah, couldn't they flavor it? Like... All over my body. It yeah, like I was going to say. It's just like. I've, <sighs> I've heard stories about like them having to have gross stuff like mucus or whatever, but it's always been like sugary stuff. I'm surprised it's it was not good. Yeah. Well, like it wasn't like horrible tasting. It had like, if I remember right, it had like sort of like a minty taste. That one, like, I wouldn't like to remember that taste. I don't yeah. want to remember that taste. Like, like some of it, I guess, has a sugary taste. Yeah, because it's like, I remember I'm like, people in my school when I was, like, in kindergarten, they were like, it's all, it's ketchup. We had we had Madison Taylor Baez on not too long ago. She was in Let the Right One In. She played she played the vampire. And she said it was like, it was like corn syrup or something. Because, I mean, she drank a lot of blood. Yeah, that's <laughs> that what so. It's corn syrup. Hey, we got to wind down. I mean, this has been an amazing show. You got so much going on. I do want to mention you're doing stuff for Paw Patrol, the whole voiceover thing. So tell me about that. How's that working out? So, um, I the Paw Patrol role was I've actually done several things so far, including a this thing called a Tony Box, <laughs> which just came out actually. And uh, so I basically did the voices for a video game, um, this like Paw Patrol Grand Prix game okay. where I did the voiceover X, one of the game characters. And then, um, I did this Tony box thing, which just came out. And now, and then I also just did an app, uh, not too long ago. That was like a four hour session, which you wow. guys say by the end of that, he's like, I really need to high pitch my voice during it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Rex. And it's like, that's like, you really need to like bring up your voice sure. by so much. So after four hours, I, I my voice is raspy. Are you going <laughs> in to do this or are you doing this at home? Oh, no, we were going into the studio in New York okay. City. Right. And like, it was one of the craziest experiences for voiceovers because it was like four hours. Just like, just keep your voice at that like super high level. And by the time it was over, like, I probably like couldn't speak for a decent amount wow. of time. Uh, Travis, voiceover stuff at all? Um, I, I had a gig I was like, it was pretty consistent. It was Super Wings. Sure. And I was um, a character called Storm. But I actually was able to, it's an interesting part of voiceovers, you're able to play more than one role. Yeah. Yeah. Change your voice. And that was that was interesting to do. Yeah, the whole voiceover thing, which is really cool, is the fact that during the pandemic, uh, it didn't stop because a lot of folks were doing it from their house, you know. So there, there was yeah, that. Yeah, you your own studios. Yeah. My studio is right back there. Nice. Yeah, actually, we have, we have one, too. We haven't used it in a while. So, However, you, we will at one point. And then there's also one more thing I would like to talk about. Go ahead. That, um, after Barry, we went straight, rather than going back to New York, we went straight to North Carolina. Oh. <laughs> where I filmed this uh, lead role in a movie. Uh like I, I'm not like the name was originally it was going to be called the confession. However, we don't know they may change the name in okay. post production. It's uh, going to be uh, it should be in film festivals not too long from now. Oh, so cool! Can't wait for that. It was my first lead role also, and it starred Italia Ricci. Oh, wow! That uh, designated survivor. Yes, yes. Wow, um, man. 
Anything you haven't done, who would you like to work, work with on, on film? If you had one choice of an actor or an actress. Okay, so who would I like to work with on film? It's a good question. You know, I've already worked with that. Like, I like right now. I'm like, I was about to say John Krasinski, but I'm like, wait, I already worked with him. <laughs> so, um, okay, let's see. If I could work with anybody, it would probably be. This is a very weird choice, but Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. Intensity is there. And Either Trav- him or uh, what? What's his name? Uh, what's his name? He, the actor who played Thor, because like. He's in this extraction thing now. Like he now he's doing like a lot of action. He's like the big action actor. Tim is like Robert Downey Jr. Like I really want to work with one of them also, not because they were just in the Avengers, but because of all the other things that they do. And it's so epic to work with all these great people. Cool. Yeah. And Travis, for you, your favorite? Well, I mean, I don't even have to have to work with him. I just want to see how he does it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. He's just so amazing. I I sort of just stumbled upon him. I've seen not every one of his movies, obviously. That would take forever. But I've seen like five or six of his movies, and every one is so different. I just I would love to see like inside of his mind and understand how he does it. But he he evolved as an actor very very quick. I remember the first thing I saw him in was uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and uh, it was again opposite Johnny Depp. Juliette Lewis and I mean it just I mean amazing and then basketball you did a, a basketball thing and they did uh, um, um, one where he plays the, uh, the 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 all the characters where he's doing that <laughs> he's a pilot he's all these different different occupations and yeah. stuff and of course one of Titanic the, uh, one of the people who I would like to work with though is actually a Pedro Pascal Mandalorian yeah, yeah. and Sure. The Last of Us. I couldn't get through The Last of Us. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it was too scary. If Office. any of you watched it, then I hope you made it through. I, I, I hope that you. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I don't know how many people made it through, but hopefully most of them did because I, by the end of the first episode, I was sort of. Yeah. It was too scary. I would have nightmares. <laughs> well, you're, again, your resume, Zachary, is phenomenal. We're talking to Zachary Gollinger. You can look for him, of course, uh, on HBO's Barry season four, uh, the final season, as well as the Crowded Room. That's on Apple TV Plus, and of course, look for him in episodes of Blue Blood, New Amsterdam, and go ahead and look at those uh, old episodes of uh, Evil. Catch him in uh, season two on that Diaz Verdal. Uh, will you come back on again and talk to us again as you as you progress through all this? Probably. Okay. I mean, good. I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can follow you on Instagram as well. How do they do that? What? What's your Instagram uh, handle? Uh, my Instagram handle is Zach Gollinger. Okay, so they can follow you there, and um, look forward to hearing see, hearing from you again and seeing what you do next. Uh, Zachary Gollinger, uh, actor, uh, voiceover artist, and future space traveler. <laughs> I thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been amazing to do this podcast, and it's incredible to. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't about wait the, to listen to it after. I'm sorry about the live stream. Not quite sure what happened there, but we'll figure that out. We'll get this up in a couple of days. Okay. Uh, and Travis Burnett, uh, again, you've got things in the pro. Uh, again, we frame it as projects in the works. You can't talk about it really. Yes. But yeah. it did involve some travel, and of course, we can find you on episodes of um, uh, AMC's Dispatches from Elsewhere. Episodes of a diary from a future diary, diary of a future president. That's a lot to yeah. say. 
Diary <laughs> of a Future President, and of course the Connors and and Young Sheldon. You're on there as well. How can they follow you? Um, I have two Instagram accounts, one for acting at It's Travis Burnett. Okay. And I have a pottery Instagram called TBD Pottery. I've got to like you on that or follow you on that one for sure. Yeah. And again, yeah, uh, start placing those order folks for your pottery. Uh, he'll be happy to cut you a deal. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be the next uh, biggest potter on the planet. It sounds yes. like it. it sounds yeah, like most it. famous potter in the world. Hey, great show tonight, guys. Great show. Zachary Gollinger and Travis Burnett, I thank you. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Hey, that's a wrap, folks. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.